You chose the wrong side. Next Friday. Richard! It's the Emerald City finale event. I promise you, I will save all. The season finale of Emerald City, next Friday on NBC. Okay, uh, the ending. Well, we still don't really know what the Beast Forever is, and I don't think we're ever going to find out. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so welcome back to the World Podcast of Oz, everyone. This is our promised part two about NBC's Emerald City, which we um, feel sure is going to be the last we've seen of it. Yay! <laughs> Huzzah! <laughs> it, um, how is it doing in ratings, Angelo? It actually came like way up in ratings in the finale, which I think is pretty surprising. I mean, it's still it's not amazing um, by any any means, but it was dropping like with every episode for a while, and it came up in the last um, episode. So that was surprising to me. Well, I think finales generally do see a spike, though. So. Do you think it's just people curious, like, okay, how did it end? Maybe. That's got to be some of it, anyway. Uh, they were probably like, what? The, what? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of... You know, uh, last time we were talking, we talked about how it didn't seem to uh, be revealing anything yet, and then all of a sudden it just seemed like rapid-fire twists. It felt like watching... Several M. Night Shyamalan movies. It's like, oh, Languideer's a robot. What a twist. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Jane is Dorothy's mother. What a twist. That was like in the la- right at the last moment. Pretty much. Uh, I joked with Angelo. Do you think they couldn't get the previous person who we thought her mother was back, so they just decided to do another twist? Well... She was there, collapsed on the ground at the end, right? Like, uh, and then got taken to the hospital. Or did we actually see her face? I don't know. <sighs> yeah, um, boy. So, yeah, the wizard and Languadier uh, make an agreement that Languadier will uh, furnished rifles for the army to defeat the Beast Forever. Thing is, she uses the term the wizard. And, uh, during the siege, during the siege on the Palace of Ev, um, the wizard has her at gunpoint, but uh, Jack tries to shoot the wizard, but shoots Languadier, and he tries to take her to Jane, who, um, turned him into a cyborg. And she reveals that Languadier's been a robot this entire time. But for some reason, to make this clear, she has to cut off her face because, you know, this show has to go for body horror. I think I think that was the weirdest moment in the show by far, is when they revealed that and, like, it was like a Scooby-Doo kind of moment. That was, that was just weird. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that... Okay, that, that, that just made it, made it all better. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of laughing at that image. Now let's see who's under here. She's been a robot this entire time. And I would have gotten away with it too. 
Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Basic. The second half of the season definitely makes it clear if you didn't kind of start guessing that's where they're going. That um, Glinda is a little more sinister than her classic counterpart, and uh, West is kind of the more benevolent one here. Which, you know, that, that's kind of interesting, and I did kind of appreciate that they made the one who runs the brothel wind up being kind of the more moral one. The one who's more upfront and honest about stuff. But I was just like, eh. Yeah, um, so we've had this theme going on of uh, science versus magic. Uh, the wizard versus Glinda. And oftentimes when you see that pop up, uh, either it's uh, environmentalism versus industrialization, or it's uh, enlightenment versus uh, superstition. And here it's, uh, you know, at the end, West is saying, you know, the Emerald City needs to be ruled by reason and by magic. So it's two extremes going in opposite directions and both of them not turning out, uh, not looking very good in the how they comport themselves. And I kind of thought that's where it was going earlier on, but I, like I mentioned to you, I, I didn't think that they had really done enough to pull it off, and I'm still not sure if they did, but... Because... West's whole reason add magic together thing sort of seems to come out of nowhere, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> um, yeah. Um, Dorothy and Lucas slash, um, Rowan. Rowan was his other name. Rowan. I'm not getting Wikipedia page, and I can't find his name on here in the cast listing for some reason. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure it was Rowan. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, they... Oh, they, um, <laughs> take, um, the little girl they found who's named, uh, Sylvie to Glinda, and... She's a young witch from Mother South who apparently is hiding, so... Yeah. Yeah, and... When they get there... Uh, Glinda restores... Lucas's memories, and it turns out... That he's actually Glinda's husband. Ooh. And... Yeah. Ooh, what, what a twist! And... So, he's in love with Glinda, but he's in love with Dorothy, and he doesn't know which one to support. And so, Glinda's like, well, you better kill Dorothy then. And oh, boy. And so, he tries to do that, and uh, Dorothy crucifies him again. Yeah. Ugh. Good old Dorothy. Dorothy goes back to the Mundekin village. Well, well, before we get to that, uh, there was, uh, while Dorothy was at Glinda's, she 
they had all these witches who were uh, pushed too far and it snapped and Dorothy was supposed to heal them and she couldn't. And then we just never see them again. So... Yeah. It's... I mean... Yeah. And then she goes back to the Mundekin village to get Ojo to help her with the prison of the abject. Where she gets some information on how to mobilize one of the uh, stone giants. And, um, right, because West has already freed most of the prisoners, except for the ones who were uh, dying. So there's Ojo's wife, who knows how to make the giants move. And then there's this guy with flayed skin. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's there too, so... <laughs> and as it turns out, this is Roquai. Oh, it's like, wait, this is supposed to be your take on the Gnome King? How? I didn't didn't catch that. Did they actually call him that on screen, or? Apparently, he had to take a look at the cast listing to put it together. And oh, okay. He's played. There was an there was an article that was put out like right after the finale aired, where basically the one of the producers um, like explained the ending, and yeah, that. It's like, oh, it should be no surprise to uh, readers of the books that the Beast Forever ended up being the Gnome King. Oh, okay. I mean... The only thing I guess... Of... Yeah, the only thing I guess if it had to be something from the books, I don't know. <laughs> um, it's like... Um, okay. The only thing I could think of is Magic of Oz, where the Gnome King does take the form of a beast for a little a while, but that's it. <laughs> and, you know, when people think of the Gnome King, that's not the book that their mind automatically goes to. Yeah. I, I didn't think that we would ever have a Gnome King that was less like the Gnome King than um, the one in The Witches of Oz, but, like, Emerald City... Gave it a run for its money here. Yeah. <laughs> Can we do uh, no king who's less no king than the, this one? Challenge accepted. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the guy playing Roquat is Julian Bleach, who Doctor Who fans know as the current guy who's been playing Davos on the rebooted series. So. Yeah. But. Not that uh, you'd recognize him because, well, Davos is Davos. <laughs> and this guy's got flayed skin and then becomes some kind of dragon thing. Yeah, that we, last we see, it's flying over Oz and everyone's like, Oh no! And what happens? We'll never know. <laughs> Except that Jane gets kidnapped, apparently. We know that. Yeah. And, um... So the ending also revealed that Oz and our world are out of sync time-wise, uh, which usually I'm not really a fan of that in Oz works. Uh, but I'm also confused as to how that works because Dorothy spends all this time in Oz, gets back, and apparently it's only been ten minutes. But she also... 
you know, spent like what, 20, 23 years or whatever in, in Kansas. And it looks like about the same amount of time passed in Oz for that. So it's like, what, where's the consistency here? Yeah. I think, I think and, I, stopped, I stopped thinking about it logically by the time we got to, to the end of the show. So and, and I, the wizard, I, I didn't think the wiz- about that. The wizard also apparently sent, uh, people to kill uh, Karen, uh, the person we thought was Dorothy's mother. And, uh... Yeah, uh... I guess that's why she was hurt at the beginning. I don't know if that was supposed to be that police officer, uh, considering the wizard's people don't know what guns are. Um, But... Yeah, it just it doesn't really fit together. Yeah. So, oof. and then there was of course the plot with Ozma and West, where West realizes that Tip is Ozma. Yeah. Um, huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm really not sure how I feel about this take on Ozma. Um, you know, I wrote a really glowing blog post after the uh, first two episodes aired. Um, and I've been meaning to post a retraction ever since. And now that uh, the series is over, I guess I'll have to get around to doing that. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, uh, it, it's very clear that Tip views themselves as Tip and only at the end... Uh, you know, decides to be to play the role of Ozma uh, because that's the only way that they'll be able to unify all the witches and and the people of the Emerald City. So, yeah, yeah poor Tip there. So, so, you know, when when part of the reason I really like Ozma is sort, I sort of view her as an allegory for a trans for a transgender woman, but uh, here, you know, she seems more like a trans man who can't transition because the country would fall apart. So, not, yeah. But, um... I did kind of like the the poetic justice though that uh, she visited upon uh, what's his face the lion mask guy, Amen and Amen yeah yeah so the only reason why I remember his name is because it was the same name as this series of freeware software adventures people made and distributed. <laughs> so nerd. <laughs> So eventually, Tip or Ozma um, gets remembers these things that happened to her when when she was an infant, where uh, Eamon wears a lion mask and kills her her father and her mother, and uh, then I don't even know which pronoun to use. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway. 
Tip's parents are killed, and so later, as Ozma, you know, West is saying, you you know, you should kill this guy, and Ozma's like, you know, bring bring their family to me, and of course, he's thinking that she's going to kill his his family, but uh, what he doesn't, what she does instead is, see, I don't even know which pronoun to use for Tip. Um, what <laughs> is done instead is. All the memories of Eamon are erased from his family. So, you know, you took your fam- my family from me. I'm going to take your family from you. And that's, you know... If Ozma's being kind of a jerk, that's how she would be kind of a jerk. You know, that's that, that's kind of an Ozma move to make. <laughs> I guess it's the water of oblivion. Pretty much, yeah. Uh. So. You know, not non lethal, but kind of taking away the most important thing from someone, which is kind of what the Water of Oblivion did, so. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's for sighing a lot. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, after the finale aired, the executive producer posted this day, uh, uh, thank you to the fans. And mentioned that the Oz stories weren't with children's stories. They were political allegory. I'm like, oh, oh boy, no. oh boy, no, no, yeah, that's, no, that's no. First. This explains so much. Y'all were trying to go for fantasy political allegory in a thing that was when the allegory in there was only ever an interpretation. Yeah, and. uh I kind of saw that. I thought the wizard was supposed to be kind of Trumpish at points, um, especially like making a deal about his the fact that he wears a wig like that's somehow significant. Um, but uh, yeah, and I will say, um, well, that move I could kind of see as a as a darker take on Ozma move. Emerald City Confidential has a. Better, dark, Ozma. <laughs> oh. <sighs> um, yeah. So basically, the it ends in a cliffhanger with Oz and a state about to descend into chaos when Dorothy goes home because Jane locks her the wind tunnel that right. got them there. And then. And then Eamon shows, or not Eamon, uh, Rowan, Rowan slash Lucas shows up, um, and it's like, the Beast Forever has Jane, you've got to come back. Which, I don't know, reminds me of the uh, post credit scene to the Super Mario Brothers movie more than oh, anything oh, yeah. else. That, that's accurate. <laughs> And just like the Super Mario Brothers movie, we'll probably not find out what happens next. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> There's this thing you... These days, the... TV is pretty cutthroat these days. Because uh, if you don't get the... You know, I, I think shows actually do a lot better on streaming services. Because people are like, oh, I don't have to pick and choose what show I want to watch. I can just watch it later when I want. Well, 
Well, I mean, uh, at least up here in Canada, it's pretty easy to uh, stream shows after the fact, too. Like, uh, I, I don't think I was able to do it for Emerald I wasn't able to do it for Emerald City. That's why I had to buy it on uh, Google Play. But, oh, you know... You. Sh- <laughs> But uh, shows like, because uh, I don't have cable TV, so. Uh, but shows like uh, Supergirl and uh, uh, what else? Yeah, well, Supergirl and Once Upon a Time, I can stream on uh, the network's website the day after it airs, so. Once upon a time, Angel and I were both like, you know what? I, I think we can forgive Once Upon a Time now. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel bad for what I said about Once Upon a Time on the podcast a while ago when we talked about its take on Oz. It's not it's not nearly as bad as what we've seen from this show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least it's at least it's fairly lighthearted. So, right. We thought, oh god, how can this get worse? It won't say. Yeah, if you didn't see me, I put my fingers together, cracked my uh, and cracked them a little bit there. Okay, challenge accepted. <laughs> oh boy, it's and you know um, when you do get a season like this, you need to kind of just plan it. You know, if we go for one season, are we going to get a satisfying story? Because there'll be people who watch it, and generally anything that gets put out there get some kind of following so yeah yeah i have discovered a following for the show on tumblr actually so there are some pretty hardcore fans who are like campaigning for a second season believe it or not well there always are um and you know what maybe maybe they'll give it a tv movie to wrap it up if it doesn't get a full season <laughs> because though, because apparently, you know, they did a lot of filming internationally, and I'm just like, that had to have been really expensive. So if this isn't really doing that well in ratings, they can't justify spending that much money again. Well, and um, aside from Vincent D'Onofrio being, you know, somewhat of a name, um, the actress who plays Dorothy in the show is actually rising. Her star, I guess, is rising, you could say, pretty quickly. She's in a movie called The Belko Experiment that's coming out, and then I saw her in a um, preview for something else. So, like, she she's going to be more expensive. If, if they were ever to consider a second season, I think she would be more expensive to bring on. Unless, of course, they have them signed to a contract, contract but... Uh... Yeah. But, well. oh, boy. So, yeah, I don't know. If they go the TV movie route, they could probably uh, not film it internationally and cut, move it all up to BC and cut some costs. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's like a lot of these superhero shows where you see big visual effects, they film in like uh, British Columbia, where Vancouver, yep. where. Yep, Supergirl's filmed in uh, British Columbia. Uh, Once Upon a Time was filmed in British Columbia, um, which is why, which is why you know, to slightly tangent off, you know, why Cat isn't in season two of Supergirl because she didn't want to go up there. So, 
you know, it's a route they could go. It's a, it, I, I wouldn't mind, you know, I wouldn't mind them doing a two-hour movie just to wrap it up, you know. Wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Then again, it might be. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> it does feel like kind of let down because since episode one, they built up the beast forever. And then that's like, ooh, tune in next season for the beast forever. And yeah. Oh boy. It's you're just like, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, there, there's other things I could be watching. Like when, um, I have been watching the show live every night. Uh, it was on, except for the finale because the miniseries Renew Rise was on ABC, and I'm like, I'm watching that. I know I'm picking gay history over Oz, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not even good Oz, so. I, I was close to not watching um, the past couple of episodes, but I, I powered through it, man. I don't know, yeah. If, if we were, uh, I mean, I'd already bought the season on Google Play, like I said, and, you know, I knew we were doing this podcast, so had to watch it and I was even rewatching the early episodes yesterday. You're braver than I am. <laughs> oh. Okay, well so basically Emerald City if you were to rate it on a scale of zero to ten, how? Um, I mean, it's, maybe it's a visually beautiful show. We'll give it that. Well, yes and no. I mean, except for when it gets ugly. <laughs> yeah, it's well shot, I think, but everything is so bland. Um, that's that's the word that I was thinking of to describe it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I honestly, it's going to be pretty low. It's going to be like a three or a four. I think, I think mine would probably be a two or a three, yeah. I think I'd have to put mine down at a three as well. It's like, if something Oz is on and I can pick it up, I'll watch it. If <laughs> I'm home there, but... And I mean something new. I'm not going. I don't watch the MTV movie every time it's on TV. <laughs> well, people do. You see all the time on Facebook. Oh, the MTM movie's on TV. <laughs> oh yeah. It used to be that um, uh, there was this one time when whenever it was on TV, I was watching. I happened to be watching the TV show Merlin at the same time, and I was like, "This is going to be a habit." <laughs> and now I miss Merlin. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, uh, uh, definitely uh, looking forward to seeing what uh, how that Dorothy of Oz cartoon, not to be confused with Legends of Oz, um, turns out as just 
Anyone know when that's premiering? Sometime this year is all we know. Um, Pro- I, probably, probably fall then, right? Yeah, I'm I'm following it very closely, but um, I don't I don't know yet. Fingers crossed. We also we also have a a horror movie that they just announced, um, inspired by The Wizard of Oz, that they mm. could but at New Line are developing apparently. So that that should be great if it ever is a live day. We just had a horror movie. It was called Emerald City. <laughs> and it was ten hours long. I feel like we we've been we've been through enough. We need we need a bit of a break or, you know, a quality Oz production to come in between those two. Yeah. Ugh, I I'm now totally fantasizing about how I do Oz as a Netflix show or a series of movies. Right. I've been talking with Angela about some of my ideas, scaring Sam with some of them as well. (laughs) But, you know, that would be something for another time. But, (sighs) so, Emerald City, this does not make our recommended Oz list. Um, basically, I know that a lot of us are fans who will watch any version of Oz because we just want to see how they do it. But if you are looking, but if you're a little more picky, well, I wouldn't recommend this one. No. Yeah, certainly I wouldn't recommend uh, spending any money on it. Like, don't buy a physical media release or anything. Wait for them to put it on on a streaming service. Uh, it can be that little thing you might watch on Netflix. It's it's a lot. It's a lot to sit through too. I think is part of the problem. Like I don't, I don't mind watching um, something even as bad as The Wonderful Land of Oz just to say that I watched it. You know, because that's less than two hours long. But I mean, this show is a lot to to get through. So I don't, I don't know the the Wonderful Land. Everyone, the Wonderful Land of Oz feels a lot longer than it is. Well, that's that's true, but um, yeah. But at least it's low budget and uh, goofy, so it's kind of fun in its own way to watch. And how it tries, and this is so hard, but you at least get that they try to put some heart in it, which also kind of miss. But. <laughs> Okay, so, um, I do hope, though, I guess we can hope that, um, now that Emerald City has gone there with, um, the whole gender bender thing for Ozma, that future versions won't be so shy to go there. Yeah, um, actually, uh, I'm not expecting that they will, but, uh, her, the phrasing on... Ozma's bio uh, for the Dorothy of Oz cartoon coming up. Kind of, it's kind of interesting how they phrase it. Uh, they say, uh, you know, she's very interested in how real girls act, um, and no one knows what kind of mystical creature she is. So. I'm still you know? very much looking forward to Dorothy of Oz now. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So that's right, we went from the wannabe Game of Thrones political fantasy series that is Emerald City to be more excited for a kid's cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So. Goodness gracious. Um, <laughs> uh, it's like, you know, if if, if this had been more enjoyable, I'd be asking, so where do you want to go in season two? And we're more like, we don't want season two. If there's a wrap-up, just do a two-hour movie and finish it with that. <laughs> just make it better than, uh, better than Highlander the Source. Okay, well then, do we have much more to say? I think we've kind of run out of things. I mean, yeah, I think we, I think we covered it pretty well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we did talk about most of our grievances in the first part, so it's like I, I predicted this would be shorter. So. Yeah. Uh, it's just oh boy. Okay. Next time, people Hollywood do better. You g- please learn from this one. Oh, um, I guess just a couple. <sighs> Still gets me that uh, you know, in twenty years, in Oz, the wizard couldn't invent guns. I mean, the the guns that they made, they weren't as advanced as Dorothy's handgun from the look of them. And the basic concept's not hard. You get a metal tube, you get a piece of metal inside it, you have an explosion, shoot the metal out. And, ah, I don't know, the wizard just comes across so, uh, like, oh, they were supposed to kill the beast forever. Ooh, beast forever. We're not the beast. I think the wizard had some had some very laughable moments, especially yeah. in, in the last episode. I mean, there are some questionable. I know I commented on the Vincent D'Onofrio's acting before, but I think really in this episode there are some moments that I I actually laughed, and it wasn't supposed to be funny. Yeah, uh, I think so too. And uh, yeah, I think he was, especially with the creator saying that, oh, it's a political allegory. I think he was supposed to be a really clumsy Trump allegory, but it focused a lot on the performative things that people <sighs> complain about uh, the president rather than other complaints that they, they might have. Uh, you know, maybe his crusade against Blaming witches for all the problems is supposed to be an allegory for something. I don't think I need to spell it out any further, but it's just not good. It's not even a good allegory. Yeah. Okay, I'm done now. <laughs> Angelo? I, 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 think, I think we said it all. I mean, I just I hope I hope that if anything that 
this show kind of um, gives uh, like filmmakers and you know, studios and stuff something to look at and say, okay, let's not do this. Um, <laughs> so I hope I hope in the future, like any other future spins that we see on Oz, even if they don't end up being good, like many of them don't. Um, hopefully, you know this has been done now, so we don't have to see it again. You know. At least, at least for the foreseeable future. <sighs> yeah, people be. Uh, yeah, it, it's just a little concerned because you know some of the similar concepts were done in Tin Man, and I'm just like, oh boy. Although you know, yeah, but you know, Tin Man was at least fun. Yeah, I w- I wasn't a huge fan of Tin Man, but. At least it tried to be a little zany and a little kooky and, you know, tried to have fun with it. You had Alan come. It was good. <laughs> Where this didn't... It very rarely tried to have fun. That was that was its pro- biggest problem. Yeah. So. Okay. Well... I guess it's been great talking to you guys again. Yeah. I think the three of us actually wound up hitting on some pretty good conversation chemistry here. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. So. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't mind coming on the podcast again sometime. And yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully to talk about something better. Yeah, like when Dorothy of Oz comes or something. Ooh. Well. I guess we can try to promise that as long as we can work it out when it comes. That we'll discuss. The, I guess we'll see. We'll decide when it airs if we want to talk about, say, the pilot or wait till the first yeah. few batch of episodes are out and then see what we want to say. I, I think it. From what I've heard from different people who are um, have some knowledge of it, I think it might launch with a kind of extended pilot. So, like like a movie is what it would be sold as, essentially. I'm not certain about that, but I think we could maybe talk about that if they if they do that. But we'll see. Okay. Well then, this has been uh, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Which of us is going to go first here? Okay, this is Rachel. <laughs> and this is Angelo. Alright, um, thank you all for listening, and I'll uh, and, um, tune in next time for the World Podcast of Eyes. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. Thank you for listening to the World Podcast of Eyes. You can find our archive of more than 100 episodes at worldpodcastoz.podbean.com. You can also support the Royal Podcast of Oz at patreon.com slash royalpodcastoz. Any audio clips or images used are the copyright of their owners and no infringement is intended. The Royal Podcast of Oz is a production of Saladin Press.